Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Welcome to the Women in Tech Weekly Remix episode. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. To connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. I'm Kate Edwards. I'm the co-founder of Heartbeat. Heartbeat is a marketing platform that connects brands directly with their female millennial consumers. We're in Venice, California. So we basically met, I think, on Instagram, which is a good story for an Instagram (laughs) company. Um, So, you know, we basically connected because we were both working in the like dating tech space at the time. So he had an app called Wildfire, which was the first female focused dating app. I'm sure a lot of you girls know about it. Yeah. Yeah. People, everybody had it on their phones. Like, and this was like 2014. Um, And then I was working at Three Day Rule, which is a tech enabled matchmaking company here in LA. And um, so we had, we had met kind of through the dating tech scene, you know, Tinder's here, like all the dating companies are here. So, um, so our paths kept crossing and he, basically came up with the idea for Heartbeat because he was having women on college campuses post on their personal Instagram accounts about, you know, his dating app launches. So like they launch in one city, they'd all post about it. They would drive like 20,000 installs in a week, you know, and he he was like, wait, like, why is this happening? This doesn't work with any other marketing channel except for these women in colleges. And so we were just like, and he was like, Kate, do you think that there's something here? And I was like, yes, of course I do. I really think that there's something there. So you know, it started as this idea that the average woman is actually way more influential than an influencer. Right. Um, and we kind of took that hypothesis and ran with it. And now your whole background is marketing. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of fell into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was an international relations major in college um, and I went to Brown and, uh, you know, kind of decided that cold weather was was enough. <laughs> was not your thing. Um, and then I worked in New York at big ad agencies for five years. So I work with clients like Procter and Gamble and um, Johnson and Johnson, and really just like learn the ins and outs of everything from traditional marketing like TV and print and billboards, yeah, um, down to digital. And you know, starting to work in digital was where I really you know started to get more involved in tech. So, and and when would you say at any point in your life was that moment where you're like, 
tech is awesome? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. So it was when I was working in advertising that I really got excited about tech. When I started in advertising, it was 2007. And so very different time. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of like pre-recession, big ad agencies. MySpace was still huge. So much. <laughs> There's like a lot of money being thrown around. You know, everybody wanted like these microsites and QR yeah. codes or whatever. But um, so, you know, no one wanted to do digital, right? Like right. at a big ad agency, it was very prestigious, old dinosaur like place to work. But all of the like top creative directors, all of the like top account people didn't want to touch digital with a 10 foot pole. So what ended up happening was all the 22 year olds who were working there got right. thrown on social media, on display ads, you know, learning how to do websites because, you know, it wasn't cool. And that really helped me kind of build up my expertise from day one. Um, and so, you know, all of a sudden I was the go to person for anything in that space, um, which really, I think, you know, set me up for success and those other people up for failure. <laughs> this is Leona Purcell from Influential in Beverly Hills. I'm a strategist in the research and analytics department. Influential is an influencer marketing company that also happens to do social intelligence based in Beverly Hills, California. I think I've always kind of known it. I've always played, you know, video games, I guess, when I was a kid. And I'm super organized. And I think that kind of comes hand in hand. And I think data scientists and people that deal with data in general have to be a little bit creative. And so it combined, you know, creativity, uh, data science, all the things that I liked. And what has been your trajectory to getting to where you are today? Where did you start? Walk us through the journey. Yeah, so I graduated from Emory with a BBA degree. And while I was there, I did a lot of uh, analytics classes and including marketing classes, but actually only a couple of those. And I found that the job that was going to be right for me was going to be something that involved a lot of different aspects of creation of analytics. And I realized when I was looking for my first job, I've only had two jobs so far. Uh, but epic <laughs> and oh, they've been like epic jobs they've been really great <laughs> yeah. I've been really lucky to work where I've worked and um, I thought what better than to combine you know writing skills copywriting um, I did design work I created memes actually for my first job um, and uh, my skills in organization as well as skills in communication with the client for the first job and that was that social media position and how large is it influential? We have three offices, and I believe we're at about 75 people total. And where are the three offices? We have New York, Las Vegas, and L.A. And in L.A., you guys are in Beverly Hills. And what would you say the culture is like working there? The culture is really great. I sincerely enjoy working for the company. It's all very young people, as you might expect in a startup. And we all really expect each other's work. And have come to, you know, depend on each other uh, for what we need. And if we're ever looking for help or uh, tips, anything, we can depend on each other. It's also fun. Like, we all get along very well. How do you continue to mold your, your ability to do your job? How do you continue to become better and better at it? What resources do you access in order to gain more insight, skill, year after year? I think my largest resource is probably the people I work with. They have come from various other positions in media companies, non-media companies, um, and they all have something I can learn. 
And that I think is the biggest resource for developing my own skills, but also looking at uh, trades or uh, reports on the industry put out by some of our vendors or by even competitors. It's all good to learn more about what you're doing and how you can do it better. What would you say is the thing that just when you wake up in the morning, you get the most geeked out over what you do professionally? What do you most look forward to every day? I think I must look forward to probably showing clients what they can do better. And sometimes they don't realize what they're doing. And it's probably the most rewarding when we're in a client call and we're delivering these results. And they say, wow, we're going to go change that right now. And so we know that the work that we're doing has an immediate effect. Um, Or when a client comes back and says, hey, we want a a deal for all of next year. Hey, we want to do another campaign with you guys. The return was really fun. My name is Noelle Stransky, and I work for ZipRecruiter. We're an online job board based in Santa Monica. I primarily focus on their Android applications doing design. So being a woman in tech, particularly when you go into technical fields, I feel like you always end up running into maybe some older, crotchetier developers (laughs) that, um, that just kind of assume that I don't know what I'm doing or that I may not know what I'm talking about. Um, and so like almost every position I go into, there's a little bit of that relationship building that I have to do to surprise them and show them like, no, I, I care about you and what you think. And I do know what I'm doing and I've been doing this for 10 years. Um, and so it always it's always sucks and it's disheartening um, initially, but I kind of just you have to just kind of power through it and do a really good job. And usually your work speaks for itself. And more like more often than not, they they tend to come around after they see like, oh, oh, wait, she actually does know how this works. Like, yeah, usually that that's when minds start changing. What are a few of the resources you rely on to advance your skills as a designer every year? Oh, reading all the time. So I'm constantly reading blog articles. Like uh, which ones? User research reports. I've found a lot of stuff on Medium. Um, Medium.com. Medium.com. Yeah. yeah. I really like the speakers that come out of an event apart also. which is Event a apart? Yeah. An event apart. I haven't heard of it. It's a really good conference. Where is it? Uh, it, it's in multiple locations in the U.S. Um, do you think it's event apart and an event apart oh, and yeah. event uh, and you guys will include it in the show notes yeah. and event apart. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Jared Spool, Brad Frost, Karen McGrain, the speakers, Luke Rablowski, which is killer. The, the speakers coming out of that are some of the kind of top design minds in the U.S. And, so reading their blogs, their Twitter feeds, their LinkedIn stuff, um, and then the Nielsen reports that come out about user experience. Um, if I'm able to go to conferences, that's always great, but <laughs> it always depends on the company. I think one thing that I just want to say for for other women in tech is you have a lot more power than you probably think you do, and to be comfortable owning that, I think... A lot of time as women, we're taught to take care of everyone else around us, 
but ourselves. Um, and so whether you're starting out or whether you're a seasoned veteran, like, you got this. You can do it. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.